We're fucking rocking and rolling, my dude. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. How do you feel? I don't know. Uh, I appreciate you taking the time, dude. I know I kind of caught you on last minute, didn't I? Yeah, it's all good though. I um, I saw your text and I was like, "Shit, I'm gonna come out." <laughs> yeah, bro. All right, here we go. I was adjusting the. I'm trying to adjust these levels here, and I was adjusting the wrong one as you were talking. Mm. These things happen. <laughs> these things fucking happen. There we go. Motherfucking Ryan Horn, my dude. Your uh, your podcast? Do they get like a lot of like traffic? I don't know. Like, I'm just kind of like, I'm just being a little bit like, it's like, oh crap. I wonder how many viewers are going to be on this podcast. Like thousands, hundreds. It just depends on the show, man. I'm not like on Joe Rogan's status by any stretch of the imagination. So you don't have to worry about. It. There's not going to be like hundreds of thousands or millions <laughs> of people <laughs> listening to this. Just two guys just shooting the shit right now, buddy. Heck yeah! What's up? Hell yeah, man. Let me light this joint. <laughs> So, dude, you were telling me when we got coffee that you came here from the Philippines when you were three? Uh, Is that right? Two. Two? Two. Do you remember anything? I mean, that's a long time ago, but, you know, some people have memories when they're younger. Mm -mm. Don't remember anything. When's your earliest memory? Uh, Probably when I was (laughs) five. Five? Yeah, I don't remember too much. What do you remember Uh, when you were five? Just being at my uh, adopted parents' house, my yeah. mom and dad's. Um, Where'd you grow up at? Uh, O'Fallon. No Fallon. Yep. Off of Technology Drive near mm. Weldon Spring Road. I used to work out there. I was a um, so I told you I lived in San Antonio for a year, and then when I moved back here to St. Louis, um, I just got a job doing security. Okay. It was dude. It's so fun. It's so easy. To get a security job, it's fucking, <laughs> it's bad how easy it is. The people who are doing security are not, a lot of those shouldn't be doing security. <laughs> so I got the security gig, and they stationed me out there at Technology Drive. Um, Enterprise has a building out there. Okay. And uh, it's like their IT facility. It's kind of a little unassuming, two, I think two buildings there. So I worked there for third, it was third shift. It was like 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. And uh, yeah, I did that for like nine months. So I know right where you're at. Grow up at. But when you were growing up, right, so there's been a lot of development out there. A lot of houses have popped up, a lot of neighborhoods, right? It yeah. was probably way different then. It was probably a little bit more rural, right? Oh, yeah. That's what my uh, parents said was when they first moved there, got the property, it was like gravel roads, no houses, none of that old right. country country look. But um, it was cool, though. I mean, I don't, don't remember seeing that. But, like I, like, I remember, like I said again, I remember my parents, my brother, my sisters, and just – um. Just having a good time growing up, like, yeah. Especially hanging out my brothers and my sisters, which they're older older than me by like uh, four or five years. Okay, right? that's not a lot. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit. Well, like growing up though, because like you know, four or five years, it, it actually because like I was in elementary school and pretty much my brother was already in like in high school, you mm-hmm. know, and my sister was pretty much like a freshman, so I was still in like preschool, you know, or kindergarten. So like. It was cool seeing them, but at the same time, like, they are pretty much already done growing up, like, out of the house, gone all the time. So, like, like I said, like, I had I had uh, a lot of fun growing up. Like, I had lots of friends I hanged out with, and I was in a neighborhood where there's always kids, you know, go out, hang out, you know, don't play video games. You know, like, in today's world, we're always just on our phones, looking down at our screens, but when I was young, you know, I loved that because I was hanging out with my buddies, you know, yeah, girls, guys, whatever, you know, just having fun, kicking it. Yeah, you guys didn't play video games growing up? Not as much. We have uh, honestly the first system I really got my hands on, which every typical typical like 
young guy like I was, uh, I got like a Game Boy, you know, DS, all that stuff when I was okay. like, a little bit like in end of elementary school. But like me growing up, I was majority half the time always running outside, you know, doing something active. I was very active. Okay. But um, no, then I kind of like started playing sports and doing video games and I kind of lost touch of society and didn't really, really socialize as much. Uh, it's you, all good though. You're just in the game? Yeah, I, I, I love uh, gaming. What was, I, your, what was your game? Um, did, you ha- did you have a game? Um, like what, video games? Yeah, what kind of games did you play? Uh, Halo. The Halo. typical like Halo game, Halo Xbox. My brother always had his Xbox parties. Uh, First playing person Halo. shooter games? Yeah. Is that mostly what you played? Yeah, yes sir. That's what I love playing. Uh, First person point or PvP or point shooter. Open world games, I love those. I like um, Apex, you know. Um, but I was pretty much consistent. Like all, there was only like three main games I played, and that was either Destiny, Pokemon, um, Halo, just like the uh, de- you know, just stuff like that. I never yeah. really, I always kept it consistent. If I wanted to relax and play a game, it was just one game I played. Yeah, I feel. I think there was a time, I remember growing up, where it was like, you want to try to play all the games. But really, in the grand scheme of things, there weren't really a ton of games to choose from. But now, there are a lot of different games, and they can get so time-consuming, and you can go so in-depth with the storylines and the replay value and all of these things. I think it's much easier today, and maybe even more necessary, to kind of like just like choose your niche. Like how, 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 could, how could you possibly play them all, bro? Yeah, there's yeah. so many of them. You almost kind of just kind of have to like, <laughs> like just pick a developer that you like and mm-hmm. just go with that. Yes, sir. Like Bungie, because like you know Bungie and Destiny, they're like the same. Uh, uh, well, Destiny came from Halo, of course, but they were the same developers, you know. So I mm. pretty much stick with uh, first-person point shooters, you know. Yeah, you stuck with that developer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Pokemon, like like I said, again, my parents had strict rules, but like I played Pokemon, and you know it's family friendly, right? And then eventually I was able to play like Halo, right? And Halo isn't that bad because it was like a cartoon game, right? I mean, there was like alien blood, but it wasn't like nowadays where where you play Mortal Kombat and you see all their guts and you know gore just ripping each other's arms and limbs off, right? Bro, but like Mortal Kombat <laughs> supersedes Halo. <laughs> It, it at least precedes it. It's way older. Yeah, Dude, I remember playing Mortal Kombat as a kid on Sega when mm. that shit came out. Okay, and it was the fucking best, bro. <laughs> yeah. It was the, the dude. You do these. Ugh, I can remember this one level specifically. When you do like a fatality or finish, you could do like this uppercut off the bridge, and then they fall down into like these spikes below. The mm. best. I tell you what, the um, so my aunt and uncle house. Uh, they they lived over in Kirkwood. Uh, they just moved recently, but, you know, the little cousins and all, we would all go upstairs, and we would uh, be, you know, in my uncle's room. Uh, he had a TV and a Nintendo 64. He had the old Mortal Kombat, you know, and we all took turns playing it, you know, and it was just the best thing ever because, you know, we're all 8, 10 years old playing Mortal Kombat, like a rated M game, right? Yeah. And we're all like, oh, yeah, we're the shit right now. The graphics aren't even that good, though. <laughs> But they're so fun. He's <laughs> talk, talking shit on Talking shit because you weren't supposed to be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you just got fucked up. <laughs> There's something to that when you're a kid, right? You know, you start kind of tiptoeing into to the adult world oh, where, yeah, where yeah. you start doing things you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, th- it's, uh, it's a vibe when you, like, kind of start exploring and trying stuff out that do you like that scene or yeah not really but like i said when i was growing up i i had um kind of strict parents they cared and i cared about my parents like i didn't want to be like a complete like um the black sheep of the family i mean like we're like 
my cousin, my brother and sisters, they were like the perfect, um, you know, perfect kids for like an example. But me, I was like kind of like, yeah, I was kind of like doing my own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. But like I said, like I didn't want to completely just, you know, go out and do hooligan shit and, you know, rack up DWIs. I wanted to make sure like I kept my reputation. I was a good, you know, a somewhat okay child that made it in life, you know. Like, <laughs> I, didn't to, I didn't want to have to call my parents like, hey, uh. I just, you know, I'm kind of in a shitty spot right now. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to do that. Yeah, no, but I had that res- that mindset of, like, you know, I don't want to be so bad. I, I want to make sure, like, you know, when I was adopted, they chose me, you know. Um, they got the right choice, you know. I want to make sure, like, and then again, I want to make sure, like, I was given this opportunity in life, a second chance, almost you could say, to make better opportunities for myself, you know, which I am doing now because, like, I'm a hard worker, and that's why – I want to run my own business, right? I want to run my own camera business. I want to be successful. I want to. I was given this opportunity to, you know, succeed, and why not? You know, I was given a second life, better opportunities, better pay. But, but you know, in the Philippines, it's like it's a third world country. I mean, I guess a developing country, but you know, you're not going to make that much money over there compared to here in America. You'll make tons, lots more money than you can go back home and, you know splurge in the philippines which i'm planning on doing i'm planning on going back home and you know having the best time of my life going island hopping meeting all the the fun doing all the fun stuff you know <laughs> you're ball out bro hell yeah and it's like tripled over there so you you know you bring american money over there it's like it's like doubled it's tripled. it goes a long way oh yeah a it's long way. crazy it's crazy what you can do over there but like i said probably not this year but 2023 2024 is when i plan going back which it's sad because I actually, before the pandemic hit back in 2020, I actually was getting ready to go back home. And then, you know, all the airports and the restrictions started coming up. So then I couldn't go back home, right? I bought a plane ticket. Yeah, you could buy a plane ticket. But, you know, your ticket got canceled because of uh, government rules and restrictions and, you know, testing and make sure that you don't have COVID. So I was like, okay, maybe 2021. And same thing happened. Plane ticket got canceled. So now it's 2022. I'm like, well, I just left my construction job, so now I'm more like I don't make that much money now compared to now I'm making half of that, maybe less. But like I said again, like I'm doing the thing that I want to do in life. I'm free. I'm an independent. I'm a freelancer. I can work on my business more often. I have a lot more time. I'm very. I have a very flexible schedule now. I have the opportunity to talk to you because right now I'd technically be at construction right now, swinging a hammer, beating on panels, right? Right now, I have the opportunity to sit in front of you, Adam, and speak what I'm saying right now. Speak the, speak my my mind. <laughs> <laughs> so it, it sounds like. It, do you feel like you have like this like this obligation? You have this sense of obligation to to like do well and, and be successful. Be, I guess you. I because mean, because you were ad- adopted and you have an opportunity that maybe you didn't before. I yeah, I feel I feel like there's a little bit of a like pressure and obligation. Yeah, you guys, you guys could call it. But, like, at the same time, like, my parents, they don't expect, they're not, like, we're, like, breathing down my neck because, like, you got to be, like, this and that. We gave, like, because they were never, like, they're fair with me. The whole, my whole life they've been fair. Like, they're not, like, some adopted, I hear some horror stories where some adopted parents are, like, you know, they're actually, like, disowning their, their adopted children because they're, like, you're not successful. And, you know, some of the adopted parents, right, they have, like, they actually have bi- biological kids, right? So they actually have, like given birth from their own child, you know, mm-hmm. flesh and blood. But then they have some were like, like I'm saying is like some adoptees have it like worse than me. Like their, their parents are disowning them or expect more from them. You know, like they spent money 
on this child, so they expect him to be behaving well in life, you know. Wow, they had this expectation of yep. the kid. And but my parents did the opposite of what I just said. They're they were very open minded and like, you know, go at your own pace in life. You know, there's no rush and don't feel bad if you're not at this point in life, you know. They worked with me and I appreciate that, you know, but like I said, I just I want to make the best cuz again like not obligation but you know I want to make money. I'm I, I'm hungry for greatness. I want greatness and I want to go back home eventually where I have so much money where I can go back home and you know live like a king, you know. Yeah. Cuz I do have to have that mindset like I may not seem like an uh give off the presence of like alpha but at the same time I have the alpha mind. The mindset's where it's at, bro. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you an alpha. And I I'm hungry. I'm hungry for greatness. I might not get you know all the women in the world and I might not get, you know, like all the attention that I want to, you know, like all the loving, but at the end of the day it's all you. Like when you go to sleep, when you wake up, it's if you're not happy in life, that's on you, man. No one told me you know, I see all these posts on like I don't care, like on social media and stuff and People complain, but at the end of the day, like, because I always complain too, but not on social media. I always complain, like, to my parents saying, like, why can't I, you know, do this? And why am I still doing construction? Like, help me. But at the same time, they can listen. But people can listen, but they don't really care. What care? What, you should care about yourself and only yourself. And Because, like I said again, I took that leap of faith to quit my job. I took the leap of faith, like, I might not make that much money, but I sure as hell... I'm hungry, and I know I'm a hard worker, so I'm going to put those two together and be consistent. I'm going to work hard towards my dream, and I'm going to make money. It might be slow at, you know, at first, but eventually people will notice. You know, People will notice that you're a hard worker and you're passionate about what you do. Oh, yeah. But like I said, it's been a journey, like I said. Like the last – yes, I did have a good childhood growing up, and yes, I definitely had my ups and downs. But like I said, like um, I have a lot of pride for myself. Like, a lot, and I want to be successful to the point where, like, you know, like, I can run my own business, I'm happy, you know, I might I might not have everything right now, but eventually I will, you know, like, in my perfect mindset, like, happiness for me, I guess you call it, is just, you know, do a job that you like, um, waking up in the morning in a nice, you know, house with food, shelter, you know, being able to be more happier, you know, because I woke up for a job for construction that I absolutely hated, I didn't like the people I worked with because they didn't have the mind, same mindset as me. Like, I always told them about, like, what I'm doing and, you know, the next big shoot that I'm doing. And they just didn't have that same mindset. Like, like dude, like, they they weren't happy. Like, they, they didn't have emotion. They didn't say anything. They listened. Like, where I, that's where I come back is people will listen, but they don't give two shits about you. Like, they really don't because, I mean, I guess you call it the same. I can listen, too, but, like, you know. It's just all you, man. It's how you t- kind of receive it, take it, you know, digest it. And like I said, there's just, I'm rambling right now, but like I said, like, it's just, it's cool, man. Like, life has so many opportunities, and, like, it's all you, man. Like, you can make the most out of it. And like I said, like, that's, and, like, I'm not obligated, but, like, I want to be successful. I want to be I want to be like, you know, that's the Filipino that, you know, made it. He did it. You know, he was hungry. Yeah. That hunger matters, dude. I mean, no, but I, I totally understand, you know, nobody cares about your thing, especially in the beginning. Like, you really have to make people believe. And you by to your point, by just working your ass off, being consistent, like, there's a long, uh, I, mean, there, I mean, consistency goes a long way, right? I mean, shit. It. There's just the ups and downs of of just the, the wave of entrepreneurship, right? But oh, it's yeah. you know it's the people who just persist forward, right? Yeah, it's like you said. It's uh, I call it like 
an emotional roller coaster. You, oh yeah, you'll, you'll go up, down, and you'll be under for like freaking longer than you want to. But once you get out of the woods for a sh- short yeah. period, it's like the greatest yeah mood ever. It's like I dude, made it. Dude, I, yeah. I, I paid my bills. I was able to like you know make money and pay my bills. Dude, and it takes time, dude. You just gotta keep going, right? Yeah. You're still at the very beginning. Oh so. yeah, still green. Um, well, like. I guess green for like being opening up my first, you know, my main my business, right? But like, like I said, there's so much. There's never an ending point. There's always something that you can learn. Dude. Oh, dude, yeah, it's so. a process. Dude. <laughs> it is totally a process, dude. The Philippines are gonna be cool though, right? So, is your plan to stay there for quite some time? You know, is that your hope? Yeah, I like to. Um, and it's just me, but like, um, I like to find someone over in the Philippines, like a. Like a potential girlfriend, wife, um, because it, like it's not just like whatever. It's, that's just me because it just because I feel like if I can find someone back home in the Philippines, I can reconnect, kind of root you back to yeah. your motherland, and she can she can teach me the ways about like the Philippines, you know, and like I don't know, like I just I really eventually I would like to go home, and I would like to get my dual citizenship where I can go both ways, you know, but go back home and then come back here and just have the flexibility, like you know, like. If I want to go back, because again, like I like to get like buy property in the Philippines. Because mm-hmm. if you're a dual citizen, you have full rights to buy property. You know, I can, I can buy a nice house. I can buy some land, make myself a really nice house, and live like a king. You know, like or not live like a king, but like you know, just be comfortable where I have like a getaway house, right? So if I have time where I have a month, right, and I have no work and I made plenty of money, I could fly get a plane ticket go back home and just relax you know just oh, yeah just have fun you know but like right now like my mindset is you know get my business rolling get it get it up and going and you know show people i'm talented right and then when you know we have i have slow months right and i made plenty of money yeah i want to treat myself i want to go back home to the philippines and you know because I, I you know last like i said like two years ago like back in 2021 or 2020 i bought my camera gear so I could document everything that I was doing, right? So I wanted to take pictures in the Philippines. I wanted to do drone shots. I wanted to underwater photography, right? I had all these dreams, but then COVID hit, and that just stopped that. I just threw that plane out the window, right? So, like, yeah, it sucks, but, and yes, I can't um, go back home this year, which sucks, but like I said, like, eventually I will buy a plane ticket and once the pri- the plane tickets go down right so the plane tickets right now they're like 2000 1600 for a round trip and like i don't have that type of money but eventually like when the tickets go down later like 2023 20, 2024 like when they're a thousand you know 800 then that's when i'll go home but right now they're just so expensive like i can't afford that ticket mm-hmm. that's back then when i was doing construction right i was like oh that's not a big deal i'll just get a ticket you know at the end of the month right but now it's like I gotta be, you know, I gotta be smart on how I spend my money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just as time goes, things kind of shift and change, right? Yeah. So as you're you're growing in, in the beginning, when you're not making a lot of money, you just kind of have to sacrifice <laughs> and shift some things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. Can't go out as much because, you, for one, you're saving your money so you can pay your bills, right? And then you can't go out as much. You can't travel as much because, again, like. The mindset is keep the business alive, keep it going, so, and keep yourself alive so you can buy food for yourself, right? Right, so, that's the sacrifice, right? Yep. Yeah, dude. It's worth it, though. Oh, yeah. I I don't re- – you know, I love this lifestyle. I love this – the mindset of, like, you know, you're hunting 
for opportunities. You're making sure that, you know, your work quality that you post is good quality. And when people see your work, they're like, oh, wow, he's actually, you know, he's actually pretty decent. He's actually good at what he does, you know. So it's a hustle, man. It's a grind. Like, Well, so I'm sorry to cut you off. So what helped you kind of get to your point where you wanted to make that leap, right? Because you were working construction. <laughs> and, <laughs> oh, man, and that's a. It's comfortable, right? And it's, it's, dude, it's not a, it's the pit. Did you feel like this pit in your stomach when oh, you're yeah. just like, yeah, man, oh, I think. Yeah. <laughs> think I'm gonna do it, <laughs> dude. Oh my gosh! Talk, is, talk me through that. Oh dude. my gosh, dude, it's it's emotional. Um, it's so emotional. But you know, so I did construction for about five years, four years, and how I got hired on at this company was through a buddy of mine from my gym, right? And he took me underneath his wing. He was like a father figure, so he helped me pretty much get back to, you know, be a man, right? Because construction it molded me. It built. It made me build character right because yeah back then i wasn't really much of like you were just out of high school right yeah and i didn't have knowledge and i was kind of like a pushover i'm not gonna lie i still kind of am today but like i said i st- i'm way better than i was five years ago six years ago it's crazy but like i said like I, ju- I did construction with him for this company for five years and the first two years wasn't bad right and i felt like i was like oh i'm making good money and i can do all the stuff that one life and i'm here to like you know please people and you know work my ass off right and then I got set, like I said back, you know, whatever. People don't give two fucks. Like, you're replaceable, dude. You, you know, your foreman, your your supervisor, your boss, they don't give two fucks. You're just labor. They, yeah. yeah. You're, you're just the grunt. You're just there to serve them, make yeah. them money, right? And so, you know, my mind says, like, and then, like, you know, over the years, after the third, fourth, and fifth, I started kind of coming to realization, like, Dude, you're just you're just an asset. So like you're just a person. I wouldn't call it like a dead end job to you. All the construction workers out there, no, it's good money. If you like it, do that. But for me, I'm creative mind. I knew that from the beginning. Like I'm, cause even when I was like in elementary school, I had an art teacher named um, um, oh, I forgot his name, but he was such a good uh, teacher, a role model. But he told me he's like, dude, you have the mindset of like an artist. You know, you can do stuff. Like you have the the left side brain where you're very artsy, right? And I kind of like lost that touch as I, but to back to the point though, a lot of those construction guys, they weren't like me. I was different. Like they talked about, you know, building stuff like, you know, building, you know, like construction things, you know, like just building cars, trucks. And I was over here like, I don't know what to say that I'm, I don't mess you know mess around with trucks and all that shit so i kind of felt like an outcast right yeah you didn't have the same interest right and so you know i kind of you know i just didn't talk and they found that rude but i didn't say anything because i don't know what to say so and i was like the only filipino and or i I, i'm his you know i'm filipino not hispanic so people would kind of like you know say some racist shit and it pissed me off and i'm like dude like this is ridiculous dude like I mean, racism, it is a real thing, and, you know, it's everywhere in life, but, like, it just hit differently when I worked with, like, the same crew members, you know, 24-7, I worked with, like, the same groups, and it just pissed me off, man, like, I just, I just, like, again, it's so upsetting the work life, I'm like, I'm, I know I'm, I'm worth more than this, you know, because I'd go home, and I would look up ways to be able to, like, get out of construction, right, I, you know, the instant I kind of started hating my job, started, like, hating what I was doing in life, and I was looking up methods, ways to, you know, live a life where I'm more happier, I'm more flexible, I can use my artsy side where people are paying for my brain, right, to be able to create stuff. But then it's to the point, like, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, my job was different, you know, there's, 
people doing stuff that they probably weren't, shouldn't be doing or um, most companies, if they saw that shit, you know, you'd be fired or, um, you know, you get a write-up or, like, if you show up, like, to a job site even five minutes late, ten minutes late, most construction companies would say, you know, go pack up your shit, go back, you know, go home, you know, for five, ten minutes late. There's some guys, I swear to God, dude, like, they show up, like, four hours late, two hours late. And that oh, shit, wow. That shit pissed me off. I'm like, dude, like, and these guys are, like, ex-cons. I mean, whatever. I'm... Well, I am downgrading those guys, but, like, you know, these, it's kind of like a dead-end job, you know, like, it was more like anyone can get hired on at this company and, you know, whatever, but, like, it just pissed me off, like, it was just, like, the opportunities I was given for this job, yes, I was able to do the stuff that I want, but at the same time, it was just so negative, it's just, like, uh, and, I, and, again, I got in a couple fights and, you know, people, not me started, but, like, people would, like, you know, like, I I got physically like choked out, you know, and it oh, pissed shit, me dude. off. And uh, you know, it just it shit pissed me off, bro. I'm like, and I'm a fighter, right? So yeah, in my mindset, I'm like, dude, your pride just got fucked with. Like, you had a guy that thought he could, you know. Fuck. Well, ego's a motherfucker. That'll fuck you up really quick. Your yeah. ego, listen to your ego. But it sounds like that just wasn't the job for you, right? I mean, no. the trades can be a very successful route for some people, but not a creative person, right? I mean, dude, I can remember. I uh I I've had so many fucking jobs throughout my life, but I can remember one job specifically. It was right after I graduated high school. I got a a summer job working um at this factory in Jeff City. It's called it was ABB is what the factory was, and there's one location outside Jeff City. So my wrestling's coach, his his wife worked at this temp agency. She got me on. I was like, oh great, I'll make some good money, you know, over the summer. And, dude, I was in there, and they – first of all, they scheduled me for first shift at first. So it's like the day shift. So I show up, and they didn't even have anything for me to fucking do, bro. I literally just stood there one day, like my very first day. I just stood there <laughs> for eight hours, bro, just like standing here. <laughs> eventually, they gave me a broom. They're like, here, you can go sweep. I'm like, all right. So I just kind of swept, and I'm just like, well, fuck it. I'm getting paid, whatever. But, dude, I was, I was there, and – um. One of my one of the people I was working with was my friend's dad. Mm. So like I knew this guy. All th- I mean I played football with the son. So like all through, uh, mi- you know, el- like middle school and high school, like I've seen this guy and I've been to his house and shit. And and like now I'm just like watching him and I'm watching other people, of course. And I'm not like judging him per se, but it's like I am judging the situation in that like. I see these people working in this job, and they, they're they making good money, so it's, there's nothing wrong with it. But I quickly understand. I'm like, man, this isn't for me. Like, There's no way I could come to this place every day for the next 30 years. Yeah. There's just no way. I'm like, where's the upward mobility for me? And it was always like in my mind at the time, I knew I was going to – like go to school at least for me it was always like man you're supposed to go to school and you're supposed to get your degree and you're supposed to do this shit so luckily i got like a a wrestling scholarship to go to lindenwood so i was like all right well i know i'm gonna do this thing so i'm here right now and this is just temporary so i always knew it was gonna be temporary didn't feel like a forever thing like you were there for like five fucking years right so you probably reached a point where it felt like eternity i've had a job where it felt like eternity before as well where it's like 
you get anxiety when you go into that oh, bitch, yeah. right? <laughs> right? And it's just, yeah. and you're, and the oh, whole time God. you're probably like, man, these people don't even know me. Like, I'm just nothing like you. Like, you you feel like you have to put on a face. You're not really yourself, right? Oh, yeah. It's exhausting. You, you <laughs> get out, you get, you get off work, you oh, go to the man. gym, you train, right? You probably oh, yeah. feel like that's you. You feel your, you feel like, oh, man, now I'm myself. Now I can be myself. Yeah. Like, this is it. So I understand that. It, dude, it's, it's, it ages you quickly. Oh, yeah. You yeah. know, you're kind of slowly dying when you're going to that place <laughs> where you feel like you can't get out. It's like a trap. It's fucking awful. So I've been there as well. So, yeah, man. So it sounds like you're just like in the situation where it's like, man, this is just not for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And yeah. then it's weird because when you're in those situations, whether you realize it or not, like over time, it does change you and it makes you kind of bitter and you kind of start reacting differently and you're more abrasive and you're just not a happy individual dude changes you for the worst yeah so i remember that feeling too and it's just like you get past it and then you finally make that leap it's like oh man (laughs) fuck it's scary as shit but it's also such a a relief like like just the weight on your shoulders i mean you'll feel it'll come back in a different way but (laughs) (laughs) but for that moment dude yeah man it's scary to take that leap though like but you did it yeah, no, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here talking, uh, preaching my story. But, yeah, uh, you probably learned a lot of shit, man. Oh, it's yeah. definitely a learning lesson. I learned a lot about myself, and, you know, like you said, like, I knew this was going to be temporarily, like, temporary, but, like, I wasn't going to do it forever. And, you know, I had guys at my job site, like, it was scary to the point where they're like, you're, you're a lifey. I, I see, because, you know, they're, like, 40, 50 years old, and they seen themselves like me. Like, they would a go-getter, work hard, you know, like, provide for their family, right? But... The difference is, you know, my story is very different from most other people. I'm adopted, of course, but, like, I'm Filipino. And, like, I'm a hard, hard worker. Not just working hard, but also, like, creative mindset, you know. And, like, um, you know, I want, I'm want i a go-getter. Like, I want to be excellent. I don't want to just be perfect. I want to be great. I want to be successful. But, like, it was scary because there's guys who are, like, like, you're a lifey and you're going to stay here forever and you're you're going to get married and blah, blah, blah. Like the typical tradition, which is not wrong. It's nothing, you know, having a fam, find a girlfriend or whoever yeah. and then getting married and having kids. But, like, that, that's not me. Like, at least for now, because I'm still 24. You know, I'm about, I'm turning 25 this year. But, like, I got time. Dude, you got a lot of time. I bro. got time, you're just bro. Getting started, my brother even told me, too. Like, I, I remember I, I'd always talk to my sisters and my brothers, but, like, they're all, like, my brother, he, that's why he moved it. So he, you know, he, Grew up in Missouri, and then he, you know, uh, I can't say exactly what he does, but he lives in Colorado. He's living his life, you know. He's, but he always told me back to that point. He said, you know, you're you're young, right? You you got so much time behind you, mm-hmm. and but like I said too, it's like it's scary because it is. It's kind of a tricky um, topic, you know. They say like, oh, you're young, you know, blah blah blah. But some people take literally take that as like. Oh, you're young, you know. But then, you know, they're like, we're, "I'm young, I'm young. I can, I can still wait." You know. Next thing you know, they're like 35, you know, 40. They keep on thinking like that mindset. And so my mind was like, "I'm not a lifey. I'm gonna get leader's job." Mm-hmm. You know, I was kind of hoping it would be like in good terms, but you know, I left on bad terms. But at the same time, it woke me up. It, Fuck it, here you are, buddy. I am here talking to you, Adam. <laughs> I'm able to talk, tell my story today you know but oh, yeah, yeah dude you'll be so far removed from that situation it'll just be like a story that you tell later in life about when you were a kid and what you did <laughs> when you first got out of high school for real that's what it'll be that's all it is yeah that's all it is man it's just what you did when you got out of high school yeah it's just the very biggest <laughs> like literally step one that you took it's all right now you're on step two yeah five years later but yeah hey. that's how life works though man so the the thing about that though 
where you're right. You don't want to procrastinate. You can't. You can't just be like, "Oh man, I got all this time. Fuck it." You know, because because life is long. But on the same note, it's fucking short too, right? So, but when you when you keep it all in perspective, you know, you just like you gotta look at all right, where am I at? Because I had the same conversation with myself. It's like, all right, man, I'm 34. I'm still early in life. I, I kind of view it like we all got like 100 years if you do what you're supposed to be doing. Like I, I tell myself I'm going to live to 106. I really do. So, I mean, barring some crazy fucking accident. But if I can do what I can do, hopefully I'll make it that far. So, you know, obviously life's unpredictable. But, you know, it's like, man, on the same note, all right, I'm still very young in life. And in the grand scheme of it, even though life is long. So it's like, all right, well, you still have time, right? But that doesn't mean you can fuck around and waste it. Yeah, so yeah. you still have to work. But on the same note, as you're working – you know, you still have to have the perspective of it's like you have to have this patience and that, you know, you wish it was taken, you wish you can get it done in a year or two, but most likely to reach the level of success that you're talking about that I know that I want, I kind of keep a perspective like five to 10 years. Mm -hmm. So it's like, all right, so let's just say, what can I do in 10 years? You can do a lot in fucking 10 years, oh, yeah. right? It's going to feel like forever, right? But it's like, man, you got to have the patience to be like, all right, man, like this might take five, might take 10 years to get where I'm going, Right. But still understand that, you know, man, I still have to work. You know, it's like this weird balance of just like working, 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 inching, inching, inching. And then understanding that, you know, this is going to take a long time. But in the grand scheme, it's not really that long. Mm -hmm. No, uh, like you said, like it's crazy. Like, you know, you're about 10 years old than me. You're 34. I'm 24 years old. 10 years ago, like I was 14 years old and I had no idea what I really wanted. I knew like one, you know, I was. In high school or middle school, and I love playing video games, but you know, I, like I said again, over like when I turned eighteen, you know, seventeen, I was like, you know, getting ready to graduate high school. I'm like, man, like you know, I had that weird feeling like my brother, my sisters, my step, you know, my stepsisters, you know, they're they're successful right now, and I'm kind of you know slipping behind, you know, I'm kind of kind of late right now, right? Like they're getting ready to go to college, and I was horrible in school, like I couldn't do shit. You yeah, know? I was not the brightest, not gonna lie, but <laughs> I had to drive, right? So there's a difference. So, and I was like, man, like I'm still at home, and I don't want to be that kid, like the youngest kid, where you know he's still living at home. And, you know, he's freaking like a he can't, you know, can't take care of himself. I want to show people like I'm independent, and I, you know, I can do shit. You know, I'm not just like, not like, oh, he's just Ryan. He's just doing, you know, his own thing, and he's not gonna be successful. No, I'm going to be successful in my own way. I'm gonna tell my own story my own way. Like I'm hungry for greatness, but like. And I'm very competitive too. I want to. It's not just competing, but like I'm competing my 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 siblings. You know, I want to make sure like when we do have our families or when we do get older, like when I'm, you know, when people talk about like, what do you do? Like, you know, I did all this in my life. You know, I'm happy. Like, I took the leap of faith where you know I ran my own company. I built my company from ground up, and I'm here now. And like I said, like who knows? Like in the next five, ten years, a lot can happen in that time. And my mom always told me too. Every six months, you know, there's always going to be something dramatically that's going to change in your life. There's going to be something that's huge, right? Because six months ago, like, uh, I was, you know, at a different time, like, at a different location. I was, I moved from my apartment, from Sunbrook's apartments, and I moved to another apartment unit. I was, thought I was getting ready to, like, you know, go back home to the Philippines and, you know, for the first time. And But, like, I'm trying to say is, like, every six months, there's something that's dramatically changed in your lifestyle. Yeah. You know, for the good or the bad, but, like... You know, imagine like five years, ten years. There's so much that can happen. You could have your house by then. You could have a family. You could, you could have so much can happen. Life that can time. be completely different. You'll be a completely different human. Yeah. Yeah. Um. 
Hey, just want to take a second and say thank you to our show sponsors. Big thank you goes out to Strange Donuts. If you are in the St. Louis area, you got to check them out. They have four locations. They're in Creevecore, Maplewood, Kirkwood, and just across the river in Edwardsville, Illinois. They are slanging dones every day of the week, and it doesn't matter when you go in. You're going to be happy that you did. Every weekend, they do some sort of creative creation. You can never go wrong with it. Oh, my goodness. They have vegan options. They have options for the kids. They have options for the dog. They got options for your mom. It doesn't matter. They got options for everybody. Let them know that we sent you. You get nothing for doing so, but you will get some delicious donuts. So go check them out today. Strange Donuts. We are also brought to you by Imposed Will. Imposed Will is my company, and day by day we are building our community. I hope that you guys will come and join us. We have athletic apparel and gear. We just dropped our free flow shorts, the best training shorts on the market. We just dropped our base gi. Go check that out. We're taking care of our jujitsu community for sure, but anyone who is just athletic and moving and grooving, who's all about the mindset, who wants to be a part of a community of ass kickers, come join us. Come check us out. Imposedwill.com. Now, I've noticed this thing where you, you say like you want to go back home to, to – um, to the Philippines, mm-hmm. where like Philippines in your mind is like home first. Why is that? What is it about Philippines that makes that home first for you? Ah oh, man, like I said, like I, I feel like I, cause again, I hang out with a lot of Filipinos right now, and like they're like on work visas, mm-hmm. and like they were able to experience like the mom like love. Not all the Filipinos back home had like the love from their parents, but at least they had like the Filipino parents, you know, I, you know, I didn't get to experience that. I can't even speak my own language, like Tagalog, the national language. Mm-hmm. But like, like I said, like I, I missed out on opportunities where like, you know, cause like back home, like in the Philippines, it's like, you know, it's still a developing country. So there's not a lot of phones. There's not a lot of like computers. So you had to go out and talk to people. Like you had to socialize, you had to, you know, it's like, it's old school, you know, like back then there's like, it's, you know, it's not connected Mm-hmm. fully in my I don't know but just in my opinion I just feel like you know I missed out on like seeing the Filipino friends the the, the girls you know chasing at the Filipino girls and you know like I was at home I mean I grew up in Missouri in, in America you know I'm thankful for that but like like I said like I felt like an outcast right so like I grew up in a school where like there was only like a two percent Asian population you know population right mm-hmm. but like the other thing I wish too, I wish I was like, I wish I was adopted from like Cali or Texas or New York, right? Where there's a huge like Asian base, right? Yeah, you could have went to, yeah. And like I said, like I grew up in a neighborhood where there wasn't that many Filipino moms, you know, families. And if you do, and the weird part was like, the thing that I noticed about me growing up in high school, like even if you did find that one Filipino kid or, you know, friend that you thought was a friend, like they just acted different. Like they just didn't want to be associated with you because like, everyone's like the typical, like, you know, he's a... F- all those two Filipinos are talking to each other. Look at that. They're, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just the stereotypical Ooh. type, you know? Like, they just didn't want to be known as, like, oh, that's a Filipino group. The, the you know, the those are the guys that talk to each other, right? Or Ooh. if you didn't meet, like, a Filipino girl, like, Asian girl, it's, like, they acted different, right? And it, it upset me a lot. But, like, at the same time, it's, like, I had to grow. I had to learn, like, you know, whatever. Like, um, I, yeah. I, had, to, I had to lose a lot of my tradition, you know? Like, I had to act like... 
you know, I'm not Asian, like, I'm, you know, I'm Caucasian, right? So, like, I had to lose a lot of my roots, and I had to put on, like, a, fa- a fake mm. mask, right? And so, you know, as I got older, like, I want to be more open-minded. Like, I'm Filipino. I'm not, his, you know, I'm not Hispanic, but I'm Filipino, and, like, I respect my culture, and I want a Filipino family. That's what I want. I truly want, and I, you know, it's, but it's all good. It's all good. Like, I'm learning life, but, like, I'm not trying to get too more in-depth than that, but, like, you know, I just always felt like I was an outcast growing Ooh. up. I literally, because, like, yeah. you know, I was never around, like, the Filipino group or, like, the Asian group. Like, I felt like I literally was, like, the outcast. Okay. And it just, I didn't, it didn't sell right with me. Yeah. Because there was a little bit of story behind that, too. But, like, I literally felt like an outcast growing up my whole life. Yeah. Because I was, you know, you may think, like, my family, too. Like, they're cool about it. Like, they, I, I'm family, of course, from my mom dad's side. But, like. In reality, like, I just felt like an outcast because, like, I'm brown skin. I'm 5'3", and all my family members are, like, 5'5", five, 5'9", five, five, you know, whatever, like, taller than me. So, like, You're I just... So different than everybody. Yeah. Nope. And, you know, that's why I really want, like, a... eventually want a Filipino family, you know, like, just, um, you know, like, I just really want, like, uh, you know, like, just a family where, like, I can wake up in the morning and just... Because I'm a provider. I love to work hard, but I also like to provide for people. I want to be... That guy were like, you know, he's a loving, caring father, and he works his ass off, you know, he's not a lazy bum, you know, like, I'm the, I guess you call the t- typical, like, nice guy, or what, I don't, not the nice guy, but, like, um, the typical, like, but, like, like I said, like, it's just, like I said, um, I want to go back, I think Philippines is home because, like, I, I really want to f- go back home, at least for, like, maybe six months, half a year, um, and just, just soak it all in, mm-hmm. you know, just embrace like the traditional like you know living the lifestyle for like at least six months you know island hops see all like the culture chase after filipino girls that like i wasn't able to like just say like hey i'm ryan what's going on like yeah you know just just be me like just be like energetic happy like oh my gosh i'm back home you know like i love it here like i don't want to you know live there like not permanently like residents yeah. but like eventually like just I say, like, for once, because some adoptees, man, like, they have horror stories, like, not horror stories, but, like, some of them just don't want to go back home. Like, they don't care, like, you know, where they where they were born, where they're from. Like, some of them just, I knew this one Filipino, um, he was, uh, he never been back home, and he, just, he didn't care to go back home. Yeah. That's just some of their mindset, but me, like, right. I, I, think, I think that's just people, in, I think that's just a difference in people in general. Mm-hmm. That's why I wonder, like, you have this intense, dis- <laughs> and, and there are other people who would probably be like, well, I mean, this is how I grew up. This is just, these are the people who raised me. This is where I grew up. And then you just kind of just accept that culture. Mm -hmm. And then that's just, but you have this, it sounds like you just have this, like, intense, like, desire to identify with that culture and that place. And, like, you're like, that's home. Yeah. So like that's why like, I'm just trying to get your perspective on that for real because because <laughs> I can see I see both sides right like for me f- for example like for me like I mean obviously I'm not I wasn't adopted or from like this this faraway land or anything like that however like I'm 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 mixed race like I'm black and I'm white however I was mostly raised like I'm 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 from Missouri like backwoods like a very small rural town Potosi like where I grew up. Very few black people, mostly white people, mm-hmm. right? So, and I was raised predominantly by, like, my white side of the family, like my mom and that side of the family. So, when you're, like, mixed race, there can also kind of be, like, that like that, Connection. that tear of where it's, like, 
which which race do you identify uh, with? Who do you identify with? Where's the yeah. pool? Um, who are you raised by? And you'll and you'll kind of see these differences. Where oftentimes, where like in my situation, to where you know you're mixed race and you're you're predominantly raised by like maybe one side of the family, the other. Like for me, like the white side. You can kind of have this pool to where it's like you you have this to this other side of the family like this black side you're like oh i don't know that i have this desire to know that or you could be like oh i don't know that and i just don't know that like i'm just used to like what i grew up with and i'm actually kind of falling to that like there was kind of this period growing up to where you know you do have that pull towards like you want to know this other side of yourself this other culture right mm -hmm. where you weren't exposed you didn't grow up to it and but then I just kind of like settled into like where I'm at, and it's like, all right, well, I did kind of have that pool a little bit, but it's I don't have this like intense desire. And some people do though. <laughs> That's the thing. Some people, because there's always this question, especially for, it's this weird thing when you're mixed, especially in Missouri. It's like I'm you understand what it's like being yeah. in, in Missouri when you're not white, right? Yeah. So people always ask you like, what are you? Like everyone wants to know what like what ethnicity I am, and I have like a. Polynesian influence tattoo here so when you see me you'll probably just think I'm Polynesian I get that question all the time where I've gotten Middle Eastern I've gotten Hispanic I've gotten all these different things I always say I'm pretty racially ambiguous <laughs> <laughs> like for real dude and um but like I have cousins for example who are mixed race um and like the, some people will very uh, strongly just identify as like I'm black mm -hmm. like they just identify with that harder like me I just kind of just identify as mixed like just me like I don't really identify one way or the other but some people do so it's interesting like as I'm hearing you talk you know I've never I've like I said it's like a it's kind of like that but on a different scale you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. it's like you're identifying with like a culture, people, a country, on the it's it's just so it's 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 interesting hearing because I'm sure there are people who are adopted, like you said, who are just like no, dude, like I don't have any desire yeah. to to go back to that place. But on the same note, you'll you'll see people here today, like for example, like black people, you know, as a whole, come from all these different lands when you if we start like trying to root it back, so you'll see this desire where some people be like, hey, like. Yeah, maybe I was born in America, but it's like I didn't ask to be here as a whole. And you have that narrative of where it's like you start digging in the roots and then you find out, it's like, all right, well, the people I come from were like from, from me, for example, from like the Cameroon, Congo area, kind of like that. So it's like you'll see people, they'll be like, all right, well, then they'll deep dive into that and they'll start learning everything about that culture and they'll have this desire just to get back to like the most basic fundamental roots of where they come from and who they are and you'll see you do see that yeah so it's no, just it's uh, just fucking fascinating there's this whole spectrum so yeah. i'm just curious about you no it's just you know <laughs> does that make sense i'm i'm a pretty basic uh, guy like every other oh, guy but like, don't sell yourself short buddy but what, I'm, what i'm saying is that, like i like the small like i'm very uh i guess inter I'm, I'm i'm like a mixture of both like i'm introvert and extrovert like i can be social when i would need to be right mm -hmm. but also like i like that small town feel where like it's the same faces that you see. You're comfortable talking to them, and you know you just you're happy seeing them. You know, and like I said, like um, I always wanted to go back home to the Philippines because, like you know, it's very small. Like it's very it, it's smaller population, right? Mm -hmm. So you know everyone in that little town, that little province, right? And, yeah. You know, you got 
the the tropical feel vibe, right? So I'm very I'm when you got you get people yeah. that post online is like, oh, I'm made for the 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 islands and I'm made for like the beach. It's like, no, you're not. I am made for the beach. <laughs> I am an islander. You're I'm like a Pac- literally. This I, is where I'm from. I'm literally a Pacific Islander that was born in Manila, Philippines, in the Philippines. You know, like I'm made for like the the heat. Like I'm literally designed and built for. The ocean, the heat, right? Yeah. I'm made to hunt like spearfish, like yeah. Because I'm, I'm very, um, I'm very, I'm a wild child, like when I need to be. But like, I love being like adventurous and just, just outgoing, just nuts, like yeah. fun nuts. But like, you know, like I, I love that tradition. It's like, you know, like the, the Tarzan movie, like Disney. Like I'm more like the, the island boy. Like literally, like not those guys, but like I'm literally like, I love that. Like You're adventurous. Yes, and like that's that's why you know that's why I love to contract because like I want. The be- I want opportunities. I want to be able to explore. I want to travel. Yeah. I want because right now, like I'm not interested in like, you know, like it would be cool to have like, you know, like a like a partner, like a relationship, like a girlfriend, right? To tr- uh, do stuff. But like right now, my main priority is travel, see stuff, be exposed to new cultures, and just yeah, in general, grow an experience. Yeah, just record it all and have fun and yeah. like. I just like I said like I just love that small like yeah. small town of feel like where you know everyone not like oh it's like Ryan you could just go to like a small town Missouri and no like no there's a different like I not, literally it's not where it's not so it's not what's calling you no. <laughs> you know I think it's actually just a human thing in general you know when I'm really thinking about it because how many people anybody anytime somebody figures out where the fuck they're from they go all in on that they're like oh man I'm from <laughs> I'm from Ireland let me figure everything out about that like people do that like there's this intense draw to just figure out where we are like as humans where do we come from at the most basic root place and we just want to just just all in on that not everybody but there's a lot of us we just gravitate towards that man no like there's just that pride in this place that you've never been really yeah it's just like that and it's weird because it's like I don't remember anything about the Philippines. I my parents they showed me a couple of videos when because my dad it's crazy like I never knew he was like he you know he when he went over to the Philippines he had a, a video camera so he was actually recording everything that they were doing over there right they doing all the steps when they were adopting me and you know traveling a little bit but like that's the only time I can remember the Philippines is my dad's little mini uh, video camera so like I made those videos but like I never been back home I don't remember anything right but it's that fascinating like. I missed out on so many opportunities, but at the same time, it's like, I'm very, I'm, I'm very energetic and wild, and like, yeah. you know, it's very, like, there's not a lot of technology, there is technology in, like, the big main cities in the Philippines, like Manila, right, it's yeah. very city-like, but if you go to, like, the provinces, like, the islands, there's no electricity, there's no, no very rural, yeah, and I like that feeling where you're almost kind of like an, deserted right you're mm-hmm. you're disconnected from the world yeah and so you know you got all like and when you're disconnected from like social media the internet you're like you're seeing like you're getting to know everyone because you had to entertain yourself right so you're getting to see all like the guys the girls you're having house party <laughs> you're, you're doing all this fun stuff right and like you can't you know it's just do you ever wonder if you're if you're romanticizing it I don't, yeah, you know, kind of how like people are like, man, you know what? It was really fucking cool <laughs> when everybody just lived off the land. It was so great. Everybody was just living in cabins. We had no electricity, and we all got together at town meetings. Yeah, and, you know it was. Really, but you know, maybe you got shot by some crazy ass motherfucking <laughs> bandit or uh, mauled by a bear, and we didn't have anesthesia yet. And, yeah. 
you know, sometimes I feel like, <laughs> do we do we romanticize it? Yeah. You think you're going to go over there and be like, man, this place is a shithole. I don't well, want to fucking be here. That's what my, uh... You're like, man, these bugs are fucking bad. <laughs> I don't speak the language. The girls don't even like me because I'm actually too American. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's that worry. Um, there really is that worry. Um, I don't want to be a, a negative guy. I'm, no, just, I'm just fucking with you, buddy. It's all good. Um, no, there's... It's, so, there's another... Uh, we, so, the older Filipino, like... Uh, women, we call them titas, which is like mother-like. Okay. And um, there is a, a f- older Filipino mom. I her name her name is Tess, but like she was like a mom to me. And like I said again, like last year, I didn't know there was any Filipinos in Missouri. Because, really? No, I'm being honest because again, I you guess you could call it shelter, but like at the same time, like I didn't really explore that much, right? Yeah. And like for like twenty, twenty, like eighteen, twenty years, like I. Literally no joke because again I kind of kept myself. I'm not gonna lie. That's why I said five years ago like I was very quiet yeah. and I disconnected from the social life. I like even when I was younger like I was very social and it hit like a depression state. So I just kind of like stayed in my room, played video games, and just said f the world. Like I'm just. <laughs> but I started coming realizations like, dude, like in life you have to make connections. You gotta talk to people, man. People, baby. And that's just the thing, especially in the business. You gotta you gotta talk to people, right? But like I said, like I. Like, for the, the longest time, like, I didn't... Because, again, like, I was in a very, very high um, high place where there's a lot of, like, uh, Caucasian people, right? So, like, there was not that many, like, Asians. So, like, there was no reason for me to even look, try, you know? And so, you know, like, until last year, like, I met this one Tita. I was at Mid-Rivers Mall, and I was shopping over at um, um, Dillard's, right? Shopping for clothes. And... <laughs> I I said to her, I'm getting ready to go to Mexico, um, you know, to go scuba diving. I want to look fresh. I want to get, you know, I want the Hispanic woman to, like, see me. Like, I'm good looking, right? Because, again, like, I want to look like, I want to have good presentation. And so, anyway, to the point, uh, I talked to her, and she was like, um, she asked me, it's crazy. She asked me, he's like, what are you? Are you Hispanic or are you Filipino? I said, I'm Filipino. And she's like, oh, really? And she she just like, talk, started talking to me. And I, and I was just blown away. I was like, you're Filipino? I was like, what? And, and then I started asking, it's like, so do you know any, like, Filipino girls, like, my age, are, like, 24, 25, and she's, like, yeah, I do, and she's, like, add this one on Facebook, add this one and that one, and, like, this has happened the whole last year, so literally 365 days, it just blew up, my whole world just exploded in colors, like, I was so happy, like, I never felt that happiness, I'm not gonna lie, because when I hit that, uh, uh, point in my life where like I knew there's there's other Filipinos. I was like, oh my gosh, like I'm hanging out with Filipinos. You didn't I'm... realize there's a community. <laughs> no, <laughs> no joke. I I was I'm different. Okay, <laughs> but like I said, as soon as I found there's other Filipinos, like they but they didn't grow up here. That's the thing. Like they were on like work visas. They and that's the special part. Like they were on work visas, so like they were literally fresh from the Philippines. So they're able to tell me all their stories and what they did. And, you know, they're they're like 24. You know, like they're a lot older than me. They're all like 30, 34, 35. So they're like my older brothers and sisters, right? So I'm like, they're just like so fascinated, like a little child. It's like, oh my god, like you're how was it? Like what was it like? And they're like, just like it's just the Philippines, right? It's like you saying in Missouri, like how's Missouri? You know, it's just like typical you know you're just living life right you're just going everybody's to... just living yeah yeah but like i was like just like blown away how is it feeling like i never been back home like just asking like a million questions right yeah and like but again like i was hanging out with them i was learning tagalog like i was able to like speak little not much but like they're cooking like filipino food mm-hmm. inviting me to their house parties you know meeting all the titas just meeting all the filipinos so from one tita lady that was like you know 50 whatever 
she introduced me to one which then led to another and like i just started knowing all the filipinos in like missouri i'm like oh my god like this is crazy like and then like when i started like meeting all the filipinos you know i started meeting all the other titas right and like it's crazy because like there was this tita so i grew up in ofala missouri right there was a there was a actual an older filipino mom like that was super close to me that i grew up in like the last 20 years right and she was in that same household and i just like i said again it's the connections that you know right so i didn't have that connection back then but literally 20 years down the road i made the connection from a store that i always went to growing up right shopping which then connected me to that it's just the mind like the world is crazy like when you start talking to people and you start kind of like figuring out who they are you're like oh my gosh, you have a square mind, or, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, what? Like, you were there your whole, like, and I was here, like, it's just, like, this is crazy, but, like I said, like, literally, 2021, my year, like, that was my year, like, my whole entire world just flipped upside down, I was, like, this is the greatest thing, like, this was my favorite year, of all my years being alive, like, 20, 23 was, like, my favorite year, like, I was learning so much, like, just about the Filipino culture, and I was like, oh my gosh, I love it, I love it, <laughs> but like I said, like, and then I got, you know, it sucked because I, I had a, I bought a plane ticket, and I thought I was getting ready to go back home to the Philippines, and I yeah. actually was getting ready to stay there for, like, six months, I was gonna do this, ball, uh, it's, um, special access where, um, adoptees are going back home for the first time, like, they can do, they can apply for Balak and buy which allows them to pretty much enter the Philippines for, like, almost a year, Okay, there's nothing, like, it's a special pr- privilege for adoptees, for okay. Filipinos, and so I was, you know, I bought a plane ticket, and I was- You get, like, a year visa, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, and I was, like, getting ready to, like, you know, when you know all the Filipinos in Missouri and the, the Titas, they're like, oh, we have family in the Philippines, you know, you can, and so literally, like, I had a place, like, I was going to bring all my camera gear, all, like, my dive gear, I had a home base, I got, I had a place where I was going to fly to Manila, and I was going to take another plane ticket to a province area called Davao, and, um, they had a nice house there, so I was just going to leave all my camera gear at their place, my dive gear, and they were literally, like, five minutes away from the ocean, right, so there was everything you can imagine i mean just like everything is so fun like it was like i i just heard from it from word of mouth and seen pictures i'm like this is gonna be the greatest freaking trip ever in my life and then covid freaking hit and just stopped my plans right but like i said like i was gonna go back home to the philippines i was just gonna island hop and just see all these crazy exotic like because the only thing i know about the philippines is like all these content creators on YouTube, right? They're posting all their work and they're showing off their, you know, they're showing off that. It's like, that's my homeland. Like, that, I should be there. And I'm like over here like, ah, like. Yeah. You see, the, the difference was too, like I was doing a job that I absolutely hated. And so, you know, doing construction, right? And I'm working out in the mud. I'm getting hot and dirty, and which is not wrong. But like I said, like I'm seeing all these like, you know, on breaks or when I go home, I would watch like, travel videos cinematic tra- that's what i'd go on youtube i'd literally t- type in cinematic travel videos right because i want to be a videographer i want to document everything i was going to do in the philippines and you know as an adopt it was going to be like this cool video i am going to make eventually but like i said like i seen all these like cool like you know they had these cool cinematic videos with all these like edm musics in the background like just like all these like high pace like just fun 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 you know and like like i said like I would, you know, like, it just sucked. Like, I didn't, I wasn't able to make it this 2021, 2020, 2022 probably won't be the year either I go back home. But, like, it's always in the back of my mind, like, it'll happen. And, like I said, too, like, it was, like, 2020 was, like, the, 2019 was a year, like, I made the decision, like, I want to go back home. Because I was in a depression state where, like, you know, like, 
I felt like I was getting nowhere in life. I was just doing construction, right? And, like, I wanted to explore more outside of Missouri. But also, I wanted to see, like, the Filipino culture. And that's when I looked up. It was a YouTube video. The video that caught me off guard was, it was called, um, Sam Colder. It was a, a video, not Sam Colder, or Sam Newton. And he made a cinematic travel video, right? And he had a clip in there, I think, from the Philippines. And I remember when I saw that video on YouTube, I was blown away. I was like... He's living a life where, like, most people are doing a day job where, like, they're working a nine-to-five or, you know, a construction job. Mm-hmm. And I'm, like, over here, nine like, I'm, like, I'm, like, I want that life. I yeah. want that life. And, like, that's when, you know, like, and again. You're I, inspired by him living his life. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and man. It's beautiful. I was, uh, you know, I hadn't knew no one over the Philippines. Compared to 2021, I knew, I know a lot of Filipinos now, but 2019, I knew no one. I was going to get a plane ticket. And I was just gonna just, gonna just it. wing it. Hell yeah, dude. you know. But I like vagabond, <laughs> you know. I do, and it's crazy too. Like I still would have done it, but like all the Filipinos I know today, like twenty twenty one, like they're like you're crazy, dude. Like there are some people who like you know. It's just like yeah, they're nice Filipinos, but there are some crazy motherfuckers that will people take, are still people. Yeah, will fuck around, <laughs> you know. Find out, right? But like you know, it's cool now because like I said, like this stuff, like. Um, you know, I want to go back home with the, the Filipino group of friends that I know. And like, you know, I have connections now, you know, it's not like I just go there and I have any itinerary, right? Like I have plans where I plan on meeting my, pretty much my Filipino mom over in the Philippines. She's not biologically my mom, but I consider her a mom, right? And that's the test lady. And, you know, like, you know, traveling from island to island and the best time, like, to go back home to the Philippines is like, you know, holiday season, right? So, like, Christmas is huge in the Philippines. Like, really? What do they do? They, like, I guess that's just, like, their favorite holiday, of course. But, like, they start celebrating Christmas from, like, the beginning of, like, I want to say November. And they don't put away their Christmas decorations until, like, January or February. Like, they keep it for, like, up for four months, right? Like, Christmas is huge over there because, like, I guess, you know, they're very uh, religious-like over in the Philippines, Christian. Uh-huh. But, yep, like... Big Christian base over there, yep. But, like, you know, like, it's huge because, like, all, you know, all the holiday spirit, right? But, um, no, like I said, like, you know, I definitely don't want to be overwhelmed and then go back home and, like, be like, oh, wow, this is the Philippines, you know? But at the same time, I know myself, and, like, I love, like, the tropics, the tropic feel, the tropic vibes, and... I'm sure you'll love it, dude. Dude, and, like, the, oh, the sun, I love Golden Hour, like, the sunsets, especially on the beach, and, you know, if you find that one special person, you know, just being on the beach, like... That, I, that is, like, my huge, like, romance, you know, romance you're, side. Is you're like, romantic, buddy. Yeah, like, this, this thing, <laughs> you're sitting on the beach with, like, your favorite person in the world, just, like, looking at the sun, bro, just relaxing, right? Just, that's what I always wanted, man, is, like, just, like, you know, people, like, you know, like, I just want to capture that one moment in my life say, I did it, you know? I just want to s- sit on the beach, simple, just bake it, right? And just, then what, though? Just, just say, like, and, well, what you do it, then what? I don't know, just live my life. Just, you know, live, live your life and do what? Well, well, well do, still film and make videos. Exactly. Keep working, <laughs> motherfucker. You're not going to stop, bitch. I mean, not there, is no pro- there is no destiny. There is no just moment of just like, ah. Oh. I made it. You think, you think that moment's going to be there, but you'll have a moment of happiness when you go home for sure. Oh, yeah. Like It'll it. feel good. And then you'll have a moment of happiness when you go home with someone that you yeah, yeah. that you cherish, and right? You're able to share that. That'll be a happy moment, right? But it's not going to be this like, all right. I'm done. <laughs> no, you'll be like, man, this is, I fucking, all right, yeah, this is great. I fucking did what I wanted to do. But you also have this other thing. It's like, all right, fuck, I got this huge project that's due next yep. Thursday. <laughs> like, it'll still be there. Yep. Reality will come back and hit you. No, but I love it, dude. You're <laughs> such a romantic, bro. <laughs> yeah. But you kind of have to be as a creative, right? That's how yeah. you create probably some of the best things, right? <laughs> you, you, 
you think it in your mind and you think of the most beautiful romantic way to express it and then you try to create that in reality <laughs> yeah. yeah no and i say to the a lot of the my creation for like foot, photos and portrait photography i love telling a story from a photo when you look at a photo you know it's not just a simple picture right it's who's in that picture of course who what are the colors like so the vibrance from the colors uh, the time of the day, you know, the angle of the shot, you know, right. it's it's a whole mood. How does it make you feel? You know, like is and, it like warm or is it yeah, cold? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I like to, you know, in my pictures, I like to say I'm very dramatic in my post, but like I want to. When you look at a picture, it's like, you know, he's happy, he's angry, you know, he's down, right? So I don't like posting on like social media, like like oh, I'm angry or sad, but like you know, but like show it off of like an image, right? So like a photo, right? Just show like, all right, that's probably what he's feeling right now, you know. But, like, I'm not that type of guy that's, like, I'm just raging on keyboard typing. It's like, I hate the world. <laughs> you know? but, but like, I'm Burn it all down, <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> Burn it the fuck down. But, no, like I said, like, I just, I don't know, dude. Like, I, I guess, yeah, no, I don't know. Like, I'm very different from most other adoptees, and I'm a very different, um, you know, again, like, I'm a, 24 male Filipino adoptee. I'm very. I'm only five three, five three and a half. I say I'm five four, depending on my shoe size I wear. But like I'm small and like you know I have a big heart, I have a big brain, I have big goals. But it's like it still hits me in the back of my mind. It's like you know, I'm like, am I? Do I really belong here, in Missouri? Do I? You know, do I belong somewhere else? And well, you know, you just gotta keep living. You'll find yeah. out, right? You're just searching <laughs> for a community. It sounds like to me. <laughs> well, I guess we all are though. How many kids in high school? It happens all the time. You're obviously an extreme case, but, you know, there are a lot of people, I feel, that when they're, especially when you're younger, because high school is such a weird fucking thing. It's like <laughs> you're shoved in this building with all of these people, and it's all based off just proximity. Who lives near you, right? So you're, every day you're interacting in this small little ecosystem of humans, and there are some kids, there are a lot of kids, actually, who don't, fit in anywhere in any of the groups that kind of evolve within that system because it is there's yeah. all these different groups that evolve there's all these friend groups there's all these interests and depending on and there's and then there's and there's a pecking order that's created based off of especially in buildings based off grade and then within each of your grade based off you know kind of like size and and you know, they start ranking you amongst your class, right? Based off <laughs> how, what grades do you make, right? And mm -hmm. then, so then what classes are you in and then what sports do you do? There's all these things, yeah. right? So you can fall into this place to where you don't relate to fucking anybody. And there's oh, yeah. a lot of kids that do that. So they don't have <laughs> any community. So you kind of have this community of outcasts, if you will, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Those kids typically will get out of school and then they'll move. They'll go somewhere though, especially in like small rural areas. I see that because I graduated from Jeff City. So you'll mm -hmm. see all these kids, they'll fly off to Chicago or New York or, you know, LA or uh, Atlanta or all these different places. They'll move and then they'll find their community mm -hmm. and then they'll blossom. They'll just like, find, yeah. they're like, oh man, these people <laughs> are like me. I got my fucking people. And then yep. you start finding yourself. And then like, that's just the experience. So I, it sounds like you're just kind of finding that you're looking for that. I tell you what, though, like you said, there's the ranking system, and where do you fit in? And it's I'm fucking not, weird, man. I'm You're not, like, oh man, I'm not going to college. I'm not. I'm a <laughs> fucking loser, man. Shit, I don't know what I want to do with my life. Shit, I guess I'm just gonna 
just be nothing forever yeah. and you feel like time's yeah. running out and you're supposed to make the fucking and they're like well what do you want to do with your life you're supposed to have a career choice and you're not going to school and then people are going to school and if you're not going then you're like well what the fuck man i must be a loser yeah dude i know the feeling it's <laughs> fucked up it creates this I, false sense of what the world is because up until then your entire life you're on a timeline it's grade one grade two all the way to 12 this this is your grade point average, and then some kids are presented with easy steps like natural progression because every year you feel like you're pro- you're progressing in life. So that's not how life works. Life life isn't. I progress this step and this step and this step and this step and this. We're all in the same timeline. Everybody starts on the same timeline. That's I, as I think about this, it's really fucked up that what we do to people because everybody is presented with this idea that life is a timeline. Mm, yeah. Because that's how it was in the beginning. It's kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, so forth, right? Yeah. It's a timeline. And then all of a sudden, the timeline ends. Yep. Right? And then now everybody's like, what am I supposed to do? Well, here's an answer. You can go to college. More timeline. Freshman, sophomore, blah, blah, blah. Uh, undergrad, more blah, blah, blah. Masters. More timeline shit, right? You can measure this. Accomplishments, right? But for people who don't fit that timeline, you're like, oh, fuck, man. Now what? Mm-hmm. You're like, I don't know. You're like, I see these other people on this timeline and they're progressing, right? Everyone's progressing. They're like, man. And then you feel like, man, I'm just behind everybody. And I don't know what the fuck to do. I must be a loser. And then like, it, it, it's, it, it creates this weird fucking thing because everybody feels like you're supposed to be on this timeline in the beginning. But then quickly, not quickly, at least hopefully some point in life, it's like you realize that we're all on different timelines. Mm-hmm. There is no timeline. There really isn't. The amount of people that make it and are successful later in life, and it really isn't even later in life, like in their you know, later in thirties and forties and even fifties, the amount of people that are crushing it. Look at the most interesting people in the world right now, they're all probably in their fifties. Yeah. Like for real, for real. So it's like it's this weird image of a timeline that we get indoctrinated with early on that fucks you up later, man, because we're all on different time. Here's the thing. I, Cause I, I, dude, I went, I, I got my master's degree. I got my undergraduate degree. I thought I was kicking ass in the timeline. Like, dude, I got married early. I had kids. I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm fucking winning. Yeah, I'm winning. Awesome. And then I got divorced when I was 24 and I was a young kid and I had two, I had two kids. When I was had two kids. I had a fucking four year old and a two year old. And then I was divorced and I was a complete emotional wreck. And then, I had all this student loan debt, and I fucking I had a nine to five job, and because I was doing all the things you're supposed to do, because that's what winning is, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? No, it wasn't. And then like I got to this place in life where, you know, man, I got I told you I got I got I got hit with a random drug test, and I lost my job, and that was in 2017, so five years ago, and no, two th- 2000 yeah five years ago so then i reached a place i was in my late 20s right you're supposed to be on this path i thought i was on this path like i was doing everything i was supposed to do right and then i realized whoa there is no certainty because even people who take that path and they go the the corporate route some people crush in the corporate world dude that was not happy there like it was not me i felt that anxiety that you felt (laughs) and but then i got fired and i was like whoa like there is no security, really, because even at a corporate job, you could die tomorrow, they'll replace you. If you're not doing the job, they'll fucking fire you. There is no security, even amongst those big companies, because even a big company can hit hard times. So this idea of like, oh, man, you're just supposed to go step A, step B, step C, and then just go down this path and start saving for retirement. And it's like, man, 
dude, that's not life. Like, it's like this dream and this 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 path that's sold to people. Like, you're supposed to do this, but man, there's so many ways to make it in life, mm-hmm. and there's no one way to do it, man. Like, there's no one way to fucking live life, mm-hmm. and that's the fucking beauty of it. And, and we're all on our own timeline. Yes, sir. We really are. Yeah, yeah. No, I I 100 everything that you said that, that exactly like my mind. Like, you know, there's a ranking system and. You know, like I said, like, I wasn't the brightest kid, so, like, I was in the lower ranking system, and me being Filipino, being smaller, right, so I literally feel like an outcast, right, and the high school I went to, or, organ, uh, you know, there's only, like, a 2% Asians, right, so I literally feel like an outcast, and, you know, all my friends that I thought were friends, you know, we don't even talk, and we're after high school, like, that was done. We all graduated, and I haven't really talked to any of them or really kept yeah, up with them, right? Yeah. So the thing that kept me sane and happy was, so my junior year, I love sports, right? And so my sister's boyfriend, Joel, Joel Genders, well, anyways, he um, pretty much introduced me to Wolves Den. And like I said, that's where I created my community. That's where I created, like, my happiness, right? Because I could go to a gym where I could literally punch people, right? Kick people, right? And not get in trouble, right? And so I love <laughs> yeah, that. we're all doing it for fun here. Yeah, and we, you know, we all are like brothers and sisters. We all train for a goal. We want to be successful, right? Because we want to get the belt. We want to be, you know, we want to get medals, right? And there's no, like... Oh, you lost, and you still get like a like a reward trophy. No, like if you, you there's winners and losers in life. You yeah, know? Absolutely, there's not one or between because, you know, like I said, like we all train at the gym, we all sweat together, we all cry together. You know, if we lose or whatever, right? But like that's what created my happiness was. I was training with a gym wolf's den, and dude, like it was literally like a second family. I like again, I met JP, which was like a father figure, right? So he showed me the ropes, and you know, he was. That wasn't like, oh, you know, he was hard on me. He was really hard on me. Yeah. But like. Those uh, are the best, dude. Those people suck in the moment, but they're the best. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> they make you grow. Yeah, exactly. He made me accelerate really quickly. He made me uh, uh man up. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. Hell yeah. But uh, like I said, it helped too because he was uh, Hispanic. So it was more like kind of like a father figure, right? And again, like my, my parents, my family, they're very uh, Caucasian, right? So. I wasn't, when I was exposed to JP, you know, it was kind of cool having him around because, like, I could kind of, you know, train with him and, like, just learn from him and then, you know, go to the job site with him, right? So I was making good money, right? But also, as I came to realization, a lot of these guys I worked with, they, they didn't have that same drive that I want to get out of construction, which I don't blame them, right? But, like, that just wasn't me. And, like I said, like, um, you know, there's there's no correct path and, you know, you're always replaceable and, you know, I want to be, you know, I want to be successful in my own ways. I don't want to yeah. go to college. I don't want to be in debt. Like, I figure, like, I could just do construction, make my money, right? Pay all my gear off and not in debt now. Cause yeah. I just left my construction job and I'm not really in debt, really. Yeah, man. So I'm doing a lot better than most other um, college kids that are getting out. You you're know, in a good now. spot, man. You're in a good spot. You're still building. Yeah, yes, sir. Still hungry, working my ass off, and um, learning, talking to people, really – um, used to know anyone. It's just cool, like I said. Like the last like two months, you know, running my business, my whole go- job was just you know go out, meet people, talk to people, right? Mm-hmm. And over the last like eight weeks, like I I met so many people. It's so cool. Even today, like I met new people, right? And I love it, man. It's a it's a trip. But like I said, there's always gonna be ups and downs, and like yeah, oh my gosh. Are uh, you reading or listening to podcasts? Or I, I like... watch watch a lot of podcasts. Oh, well, you? you know, kind of. I watch a lot of like um motivational videos on youtube okay that's what kind of and then again like honestly i kind of think about it so whenever i was down like i just felt like i was kind of like like falling behind in life i always watch like motivational videos like mm-hmm. uh, i can't remember their names but they're always like you know 
you know, you have a choice in life and, you know, it's all on you, right? And so that really drove me a lot. Um, I think being young and watching those videos, it they're, they're intense videos, I'm not going to lie, because the way they talk and present themselves, it's like, you are a fuck-up. When you listen to these videos, they're like, you're a fuck-up, but you can change that. You can change your life. You can mold your own life. And so me listening to those videos while I was young kind of exposed, like, it kept me to build that, that hard mindset, like, work hard, you know, even if you're in your downsides, you know, just keep on going, keep on grinding, right? And so... How old were you when you started watching those? Like 14, 13, like 12, 14, you know, like... Did you feel like a fuck-up then? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Really? Oh, yeah. My whole life, I like... Yeah, like I say, no joke. Like, it was just because you weren't, you never really got like the best of grades, so you kind of feel like a fuck up. Oh yeah, okay. It was not the best, but at the same time, like I said too, like, you know, my parents got divorced, and I was around like I wasn't really around like, and my brothers and sisters, like I said, like they were, you know, they were pretty much out of the house all the time, so I didn't really yeah. have much of a model. So my mom was like. I watched a lot of like people that spoke, right? They, I, in my mind, I was like, they're speaking the gospel, and like they're like, you know, work hard, you know, like you know, the one thing that's a good message, work hard. Yeah, like you, people can't take that away. Like people see that you're a hard worker and you're gift, not gifted, but like talented, and they see that you're improving on your craft. People will notice eventually. They will notice, and but like I said, like I even construction, I was a hard worker. I always bust my ass, and like I said, like, and my mind was like. You know, I don't have to kill myself just to make this paycheck, right? There's other ways I can work my ass off and still make good money, right? And I figured eventually, like, yeah, eventually right now I'm running my business, but eventually I want to start making more money. I want to make more money where I'm, I, I don't, I'm not starving. I'm not worried about, like, not being able to pay bills. Because right now, like, I'm getting, building the, the foundations, right? I'm building mm-hmm. the steps to get to that point in life where I'm a little more comfortable. You're never going to be really comfortable, especially if you're the, the owner of your business. But just make it to the point where it's like, Okay, like I'm making I'm make, I'm making decent money now that like I'm not too stressed out because right now it's like it's like crap like when's the next paycheck coming in it's like or like did I charge enough for that you know that for that project or like is my project even like is my work even good quality like it's just all the mindsets but like I said like back then back I I watched a lot of videos like people talking about like greatness and success and you know like. No one gives two fucks about what you're doing, but in the end, it's all you. You should care about what you're doing and be consistent, you know? Motivation can only take you so long, but if you're consistent in life, that will outbeat your motivation. It helps to have them both going at the same time, but like I said, your consistency, you know, that's that's what got me to be able to get here was I was consistent. I kept on practicing my craft literally i would practice my craft even after work because like you know i was doing the one of the hardest like construction job i was packing panels and doing concrete right you know bending over lifting heavy shit and again i'm five three like most people are like oh like everyone else is like you know like at least easily over five foot five you know five foot five right i'm like f- f- barely five three right you being taller make you stronger oh yeah but like i like i, I don't know <laughs> but like you know like i said like um you know, I made time. I would bust my ass, right? Eight-hour days, I would run around like a maniac, work my ass off. I guess trying to, like, trick my mind, think, like, you are worth it. You you know, you work hard. But then I would make sure, like, as soon as I got home, I would work on my craft, right? I had no excuse not to, right? I would find a way to make time to work on my craft and get better. And it paid off, like I said. Like, eventually, like, you know, I figured I'm going to quit my job, construction job. I'm going to pursue my dream, right? And... Like I said, I made it. I mean, it's only, like, fresh. I'm so green. Like, it's only been two months out. But like I said, it's like, like I said, there's, I'm making money. I'm making it somehow. I'm making yeah. I'm making it work. We made a commitment to yourself, and you're sticking to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But like I said, <laughs> it's a journey, brother. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, it is a journey. But um, yeah, it's pretty much my whole like kind of like a sum up of my life, really. Like, um, I was adoptee. I uh, came here last two. I uh, was kind of like a an outcast, fuck up. But then I worked my ass off. I got a job in construction, typical, you know, whatever. Uh, and then you know I found a passion I liked, and uh, I kept with it, and now I'm here. I mean, just like a little summary, like I just—that's the elevator pitch right there. <laughs> Something like that, like that's that's Ryan's story, you know. But like I said, there's more. Be there's so much more behind that. You're still like, writing it, dude. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of details there. <laughs> that's your that's your five thousand foot overview. Right <laughs> that's my book, my selling book. <laughs> I um yeah, <laughs> but like I said, like um yeah, I am hard worker. Eventually, I would like to go back home to the Philippines. Uh, probably won't be like six months like i was planning on but like at least maybe like a month off you yeah know? and it's, it's nice running you know my business too because you know you can you're very flexible with your schedule so eventually like i said t- next year when everything's a little more stable and the tickets go down hopefully you know i like to take at least two to four weeks off and go back home to the philippines and you know get the time that i i believe i deserve you know the lost time that i missed out on you know at least say i went back home to the philippines at least once and say like do I like it? Do I hate it? And I'm being honest, like, I think I'll love it because, like I said, like, when I met those Filipinos yeah, last year, like, I'm not going to lie. My whole world went upside down. Really? I was, I was, hap- like, I was so, like, my mood was, like, just, I was, like, blown away with happiness. I was, like, yeah. like I met, like, this one girl. Her name was uh, uh, Vaughn, Christine Vaughn. Um, she's, like, my sister. But, like, you know, like I said, again, like, she was really cool and, she, uh, you know, I hanged out with her, her friends, and just met them all, and, like, just so open, like, they're, like, even though, like, I'm very young, I'm only, like, I was only 23 when I met them, but, like, they're, like, 29, 30, right, but, like, they're, like, very warm, welcoming to me, it's, like, come in, you know, hang out with us, learn from us, you know, you, we learn from you, you know, we, I give them knowledge, you give me knowledge, right, so. Yeah, you get to help them with this culture. Mm-hmm, and, uh, like I said, like, when I, when I met them, I figured, like, too, like, if I go back home and I meet all the Filipinos like that, I bet you, like, my mood would even be, like, crazier, right? Like, because, like, it's sad because, like, you know, my job, um, a lot of the Filipinos are going back home uh, to the Philippines this year uh, in June or July. They're going to, they all, like, four of them, there's, like, probably ten of them that I know, but four of them are going to fly back home to see their family for the first time in, like, three years because they're on work visas, right? So they can't really go back home. But, like, my plan was I was going to buy a plane ticket and go with them, right? And so sacrifices you know what you again like i quit my job and so i had to sacrifice not going back home now but again i'm happy what i'm doing but now i i can't really afford to buy a plane ticket to go back home but like i said like they were gonna go back home in july stay there for about a month and i was gonna go my best friend jester right and i was gonna see his province and then i was gonna go and buy a separate plane ticket and then fly back to another island called Davao and see my mom technically and see her because i haven't seen her since uh, last year because she actually just retired right so she uh came to america back in like i want to say 2000 something so about the same time as me when i came to america and so she got married um she i guess she someone uh from uh missouri flew down there married her and then they he and her flew back home to missouri and then she lived here for about 15 17 years something like that I could be wrong with some of the information, but she was here for like almost 18, 15 years, right? And um, she just retired from her job. The, her husband just retired, and so they just flew back home to the Philippines, right? And they're 
uh, they're having so much fun. I'm watching their posts and I'm like seeing their house that they just newly built, right? It's right next to the beach. And mm, I bet it, that's awesome. Oh, yeah. And I was just going to be right there, like, you know, flying back home in July and, or June and see their new house, see uh, Mommy Tess, right? Uh, my mom, you know, and just, I guess, Filipino mom, you know, just like see her and just give her like the biggest warm hug, right? Because I haven't seen her for like almost a year, right? So it's sad. And my worry is like, I don't want to, you know, it's not just a memory. It's like, I don't want to forget about her in the past. You know, I want to remember her, right? Because when I met uh, Tess or, you know, Mommy Tess, like, that was another great moment in my life. Not just meeting the Filipino friends, but when I met uh, Tess, she was literally a mom figure, right? Like, I was, I literally would go to her house every weekend just because she would cook Filipino food, right? And she was like a mom, and she took care of, you know, she, she was very loving. And um, And as soon as I learned that she was getting ready to, go back home to the Philippines the same year I met her, and she's been in that same house or in Missouri for, like, the time I was here in America, so when I was adopted, came here. Yeah. I was like, I just met her at the last... I'm happy I met her, at least. It's like, I just found you, and you've been here all this time. Yeah, yeah. and it's sad, too, because, like, a lot of my friends that I ever make, like, really close friends, I had a best friend named Jelani, right? Jelani Arnold. And I met him in elementary school, right? And I met him probably my third grade year when I was eight years old. And, like, I found out he was moving, right? So he's relocating, right? And so he was going – he he was going to San uh, – Texas. I think Dallas – no, Houston. Houston, Texas. I met him third grade back in 2008 or 2009. And my best friend um, – and then he moved my fifth grade year. And I was uh, – he moved this, that summer. So we were all, like, on, you know, vacation. And I was in summer camp that my freaking parents put me in, right? And so I couldn't – you know, say goodbye to my best friend. Like, he was just up and gone. Like, I, I it's not like I just say, like, no, wait, wait for me after my camp is over, right? Yeah. He was gone, and I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. this is stupid. And, like, he was, like, just one of my best friends I knew in my life. So, like I said, like, I feel like a lot of my closest, like, ever closest friends are people I met in my life. It's, like, that short period of brief moment, and then they're gone. Yeah, I mean, that happens a lot as a kid, though. Oh, yeah. Kids come and go. But, like, when I met um, – that it was different though. Like mommy Tess was like the first Filipino mom I really had, and I was like, I was like when I heard she was getting ready to go home, I was like, what? I just met you. Like why are you going back home? Yeah. So it made me cry like so much. I was like so teary. But uh, I looked her. I'm gonna fly back home and see her. But like I don't know why am I crying? I'm like, <laughs> it's crazy, dude. Like I uh yeah man. Well you know dude, you meet those people that just make you feel just uh it's like you're just looking for somebody who sees you right who just makes you feel like you're not crazy right like you know like man i'm not alone yeah and man it's just uh it's definitely like a shitty feeling <laughs> yeah when they fucking leave dude yeah i only knew her for like maybe six months but you probably feel like you knew her your whole oh, life Oh yeah dude it was crazy man i was like oh my gosh dude like why did i know you sooner like i yeah. would and she was she was only, like, maybe 30 minutes away from my house yeah. my whole life, you know, when I yeah. grew up. And I was like, what the frick, dude? But like I said, like, as soon as she – you know, we had the traditional, like, all the Filipinos met her. It was actually – you know, it's crazy. Last year or this year, because it's, Mother it's Mother's Day weekend uh, this Sunday. Yep. We uh we had our last family dinner with her about this time. That's probably why it's so dramatic. But yeah, it's we like had the time of year. Yeah, no joke. This was uh, – we had our family dinner. We uh, we ate at a really nice Asian restaurant over near – um. I couldn't say either, but, like, all the Filipinos met uh, her and then her husband, Kevin. We had a nice little family dinner. And, uh, 
That's beautiful, dude. Yeah, dude. She, uh, I hugged her that day, too. I actually had a picture of her, too, but that was one of the times I met her. Uh, one of the last times before I say goodbye to her. But it's sad, too, because when she flew out, uh, I was at work. I was doing construction. So, again, I, I couldn't just quit my, you know, save my job. I was like, I can't go. Yeah. But like I said, I was at work, and then she, she packed up her, you know, she was ready to fly back home. And I couldn't say goodbye to her probably. It's like, oh, my God, this sucks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I can always connect with her on social media. That's not a thing. But like I said, like, the thing is. There's she, nothing like being with somebody yeah, physically. It's like. Yeah. And so, like I said, like, my plan was. I was gonna see her actually about. I, t- I it sucks. I couldn't keep my yeah. promise. Well, you just gotta quit harping on what what yeah. was. Yeah, I no. know it's like bugging. You're like, man, I was gonna do this. I was gonna, but dude, just yeah. what are you gonna do now? What are we gonna do? We yeah. just gotta figure out what we're gonna do. Yeah. As soon as tickets, <laughs> dude, for real. As soon as tickets get affordable, oh, boom. Yep. We're gonna get you there. I'm gonna get there. Yeah. For sure. I'm uh, but like I said, it's just it sucks because I couldn't keep my promise for. I said. Because I was texting her on, you know, Facebook, but I was like, I'm going to see you eventually, Mom. I'm going to get a plane ticket. And yeah. then I couldn't keep it because I, you know, I love my job, right? I love construction yeah. to pursue my passion, which, again, I'm happy for. But at the same sure time. she understands a too. <laughs> oh, yeah. But like I said, like, I had, a, like, because uh, last year, like I said, when I was hanging out at the Filipinos, uh, I had a best time of my life and I was traveling with them we went to Vegas you know and doing all these fun traveling adventures together and you know the big travel adventure this year was going back home to the Philippines yeah, so yeah. I was like god dang it like <laughs> I can't go back home and I'm gonna miss out on so many opportunities like memories you know but you know eventually my time will come and hopefully you know some of the Filipinos will come with me when I go or like I said like I don't mind. Like, I got connections still. Like, if I ever in a province in the Philippines, I can always DM them saying, hey, I'm in this province. Is there yeah. anyone that, you know, I, you can connect me with, right? Well, dude, I mean, you keep down the path you're going. Oh, yeah. You get to the point where you're trying <laughs> to get to. Oh, yeah. You mess around, and, yeah, you'll have enough to just go over there, and you can live there for a year or longer or yeah. whatever you want to do and just operate over there even. Mm-hmm. Like, it'll happen. Yeah, I know. Like it'll it's, happen. I guess it For dude. sure, dude. I can feel it. Dude. <laughs> you want it so bad. I can feel how bad. Like, you're just, it's like this this huge magnetic pool that's just tugging oh, yeah. at you to get there. I can feel it. Like, you well, will get there. I'm happy, too. Like I said, I'm happy I'm only 24 right now. So, it's funny. Like, I, I remember this. My sister joked her off at one time, but she says like, you know, you you're. She was telling my mom or my grandma like you you just hit your your third fourth of your your youth right. So you know twenty five fifty thirty four you know one hundred. So I'm only twenty four now. So I'm turning twenty five. So I'm I'm gonna hit my first one fourth one fourth of my or my first quarter of my lifespan. So you know like like I said when I. Hopefully I can go back home when I'm twenty five. You know no later than after twenty five. Cause like I said. I'm almost been alive for 25 years, so, you know, and I haven't been back home since, you know, and I have, I know some, like, adoptees, there's few, but, like, you know, they at least went home, like, when they were, like, in their teens, right, when they're 13, 12. I was never presented that opportunity, which I understand my parents yeah. just didn't have the money or, you know, they just didn't know anyone over there, so it's a foreign country, right? Yeah. And, Question. So, your Filipino mom, she was here for how long? For about, uh, not... But yeah, uh, 18, 15 years, I want to say, 20 years, somewhere around that time. About uh, 20 years to Roughly 15. Tw- 15, 20 years? Yeah. She, to... How old was she when she left? Like 50? Probably when she was um, 35, 30, you know. So she, when she fi- got here? Yeah. She, when she was like 35? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So and, and like the other people that you know, they're like 30? Yeah, 30. How long have they been here? 
only f- uh, about two and a half years now. So basically, they spent like the first like quarter of their life there. Yeah. And then they're here for a few years, mm-hmm. and then they're going back. Like something. Oh, yeah, vi- yeah, going back just to like visit. Or are they, or are they staying? So they're gonna stay here. Yeah, they just got their green cards. Yeah. So, uh, so they're uh, just going so for them it was good enough to be there for a little bit and then just come here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you th- and for you it's the opposite. Yeah. It's like it's no. like it's like you're gonna live that part of that's, your life, and then you're gonna go there. That's so funny how yeah, because again like that's how it's funny because like it's like you said that observation observation that you saw like that was like my perspective like you spent your life growing up in the Philippines. I spent my life growing up here in you know mm, and, and we're like literally opposites you know it's funny because like i would always you know talk about like oh, i want to go back home and see you. you're probably like why the fuck do you want to come here <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> that's so funny how you mentioned that because uh i said that to them once i said it's hilarious how we're the opposite like they're acting like oh it's just the philippines but i'm acting like it's like utopia right <laughs> yeah i get it hey man you know the grass is always greener and you always there's just that that thing where you want to you have to go see it for yourself yep. always dude yeah, and YouTube videos can only go so far. They don't justify you being there in yeah, person. You can't you know? feel it, hear it, yep. smell it, taste it. <laughs> yeah, touch all the things, man. Oh, yeah. yeah, man. Like, cause there's there's a there's so many fun islands. There's a island called Barakai, which is like a party island, and that's a fun island to go on holidays, like Christmas, like I said. Mm-hmm. It's just packed with people and just you know just so many like just crazy shit like drinking late night parties surf it's a surfing island too uh barakai mm-hmm. or no shargao is a surf there's another island called shargao which is like surfing it's the capital of surfing over in the philippines then you got uh uh el nido palawan which is like a really like avatar island it's like um, out of the world like this is cool. this is real like this is real life like yeah. it's like and you know you get you can take some crazy like photos with your drone so like Overhead island shots with oh, the sun setting and the ocean, the blue and the water. There's the colors. Oh dude, my! Yeah. The my friends are always so they're always like, "Oh, the water there is so clean and clear and not nasty, right? It's so natural, right?" And there's a lot more wildlife in the ocean too because there's not a lot of pollution from the boats, right? And so when they flew down, I think they came when they first came in America. They landed in like Florida, and then they came here to Missouri as their like their main residence. <laughs> all the muddy water. Yeah, and they saw all the muddy water, and they see all these like um, um, uh, big bill uh, uh, billboards, right? With, like yeah, yeah. you know, like the Ozarks, and like you know, it makes it look like it's clear and like nice water, right? But um, you know, they're <laughs> they're just like they're just they're just ha- they're making fun of it. But like I said, like they showed me pictures of like their main provinces in the ocean, and it's just blue i mean crystal clear like you can look the viz is like insane like you can look hundreds of 50 miles in the in the water you can see clearly like what's around you right but like, if you go to like florida or like you know um um lake of the ozarks right it's like murky just shit water or i'm sorry but like <laughs> uh, dirty water yeah i get you, you know? yeah, no, it's not clear it's definitely not crystal clear bro but um yeah no dude that'd be dope <laughs> yeah. that'd be dope man well listen man we gotta wrap this up all right um is there anything that you wanted to direct the people towards or anything uh no not really um any adoptees out there if you're listening you know um you know it's uh, hopefully you get a message from this, you know, it's nothing too crazy, but like I said, like, uh, you know, keep your head up, stay strong and, you know, just be grateful for what you have in life, you know, worry about the presence and then keep moving forward, you know, but that's pretty much it. Like just the message of the day, you know, just, you know, there's always people you can reach out to and talk to if you ever feel low, but like I said, like it's, it's good, man. I'm happy where I'm at now. You know, I did a lot of behind the scenes working right to get to where I'm at now, but 
I'm happy now. I'm happy where you know I left my construction job to pursue my my passion for the camera world, right? So that's one thing I'm so happy I took that uh that giant leap, right? So yeah, love it, brother. It's cool. All right, don't do what, dude. I appreciate you doing this. <laughs> yeah, no problem, dude. I have no problem. Uh, thanks for having me on here, um, um, Adam. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. All right, bye, everybody. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I know I did. As always, if you're getting value, just do me a favor. Tell a friend. Bring us a new friend for the next episode. I will be eternally grateful if you do. That's all I have, though. Just keep being rad humans. We'll be back very soon with another conversation. I'll catch you next time. Love you. Bye. Mwah.